Hey guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this week's No Limits, the Thriller Podcast. What's new this week, Mike? Uh, not much, just a happy new year to you and the family. New house, new year, same old podcast. Yeah, this is my first pod in my new house. 60% set up in my office. I have a desk and I have my computer and I can plug in my computer. That's And I can plug in the mic. That's the most important part. And your sound is pretty good. So maybe you'll get better audio here. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's a, it's a little bit more enclosed room than uh, than before. So, all right, all right. Well, I shouldn't say same old podcast because we've got some new things going on. What did you think about my updates to our website? I, I want to make it a little easier for new folks to navigate. Dude, it's very nice. You, I, I said this on our um our group me chat, but. You're like 85% of the pot. You do 85% of the work. I come no, in off the top rope, swing in with my takes. And, no, uh, the work, yes. The work, sure. The hours, yes. But not not at all the spirit, the soul of this podcast. That's that's 100 and 100, you and me. No, the, the, the website looks amazing, and uh, I hope people can enjoy it. It's um, it's real easy, really, real easy to access, and I think, you know, We'll eventually we'll get everything up there. Right now we have what Jack our Jack series, which you know, I'm loving that we're we have a full almost a full well, next month we'll we'll have finished up to date with Jack Carr. We'll have all of the Mitrap stuff, pretty much all of the Chris Howdy stuff up to date, right? Yeah, the new book in May we'll be covering then. So yeah. Andrews and Wilson, we're we're keeping up with the Shepherd series, the Sons of Valor stuff. And yeah. Brad Thor, of course. You, you got to mention Brad Thor. We got, what, six, seven books in already on that? That's a third yeah. almost. Yeah, that is a third, actually. 22 books coming out this year. We're, we're already a third. Of the, when did we start, Scott? Was it last uh, January? Well, with six books, we, we tried to keep it to one a month. We missed a few months because of new releases and whatnot, and like the Mitrap yeah. book, Oath of yeah. Loyalty. So it had to be early 22 would be my guess. Yeah, I guess it was like April, maybe. Yeah. No, but the website, my whole intention was to make it easier for, I guess, both new and returning listeners to go find our episodes book by book. And so we have a page for each author that we've covered, and it's clearly laid out with every episode linking to the books and the covers of the books. So you could see our graphics when we do judge a cover by the book. Our graphics are right there with all the covers it's in order of each series, so you can link part one and part two episodes right there to whatever book you want to listen to in the moment. So hopefully it makes it easier. Because we wanted to be like a library, a library of content as you read a novel. You don't have to read the series in order every time, but if you pick up one, you can go find our episodes on it. So hopefully that makes it a little bit easier for you to do that. Yeah, we got to find a way to get our scorecards up there. Maybe maybe go back and redo some scorecards for, uh, for some other series. I was So I was looking at that. We don't have scorecards for everything. Even the first few right. Brad Thors, we didn't do it for. Right, and I'm wondering, right, right. I, I want to make a, a little page about the scorecard explaining it. I'm thinking maybe yeah, it but, works best as a spreadsheet, just kind of a spreadsheet where you could see all our marks and compare them. But also like just posting that up there, taking it out of context. Some people could get angry. You know, if you don't listen to the pod, you just find this online and you see that what we rated something. You got to listen to us, you know, like you could. After you listen to us and you still disagree, that's fine. But like, you can't just you know see the Rotten Tomato score without reading some of the reviews, you know, or right. reading like why people are actually angry about it, and then understand you know 
you know, you, but that can be taken both ways. Exactly. You know, like half the time I, we were talking, were, were we talking about something where I'll look and I'm like, why is, why is this item so badly rated? Cause I actually enjoy it. And I look and it's not, people aren't rating the actual item. It's like they're rating Amazon. It's like, oh, yes, item arrived late. Yeah. Like, the box was opened or damaged. <laughs> One star, yeah. like all right, that's not on the company. That's that. That's not on like the item or whoever's selling the item. It's whoever shipped you the item. So, dude, that happened this morning. We went to this biscuit place that just opened by me, District Biscuits. Ooh, biscuit and I'm like, place. District yeah. Biscuits. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be mint. And this dude had operated at like five or six different farmers markets. Was just selling biscuits at home. Decided to open a brick and mortar place. So pretty big deal. I'm like, crap, some of the reviews were blasting them. There were a couple of one-star reviews. I'm like, what is going on? Everyone was complaining that their Uber Eats driver was late. I'm like, that's oh, not the platform. The... Like, you you rate that on Uber. You don't rate the restaurant. Right. Anyway. Yeah, so I guess just circle back. Things need to, can be taken out of context. So, again, we encourage people to go on our website, dive in, you know, Pick a random Mitrap pod. Listen to part one. Listen to part two. That's the more exciting one, anyway. Half the time. So, uh, yeah, really, re- really proud of this website now. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, one thing on reviews. I don't want to take forever on this, but it's very hard to get people to rate your podcast on Apple Podcasts in the app. Five stars does go a long way, and as long Jack way. Carr has said, it helps us beat the big tech, big media algorithms by finding podcasts uh, such as this one. But I saw uh, we only have two official reviews in the platform for Thriller Pod. And thank you so much for those of you who took the time. But one of them gave us four stars for no other reason than we haven't covered a book he wants us to cover. So anyway, he, he literally said in the review, I will change this to five stars if they cover this book, but refused to give us five stars. I was like, all right, well, thank you anyway. Thanks for listening. Well, that's one way to get us to cover a book, I guess. You know, now now I want to cover this book. I'm intrigued. What what is the book? I don't know about that. And actually, I mean, they're pretty good series. I think he mentioned the Joel Rosenberg uh, series of Marcus Riker. Somebody else might have also mentioned Brad Taylor, which I know Mark and others. That's a big one. They want to hear, and we they want to hear Brad Taylor. We'd yeah. love to get there soon, but uh, yeah, please be patient with us because we are coming up with our 2023 reading list, and it's already jam packed. Yeah, so January we have The Last Patriot and the Devil's Hand. In February, we're doing The Apostle and Sleeping Bear. In March, we're doing Foreign Influence and Wolf Trap. I'm guessing Wolf Trap and Sleeping Bear are the are the right. two Connor Sullivan, right? Yeah, that's Connor Sullivan's second coming out in March. Yep. And then in April, you get a double dose of Scott Harbath. The Athena Project and Full Black. I see people are down on the Athena Project. I actually really enjoyed that book. I'm Does excited it have to revisit Scott? it. I don't remember. It, he he makes a cameo in it for okay, like makes two an chapter, three chapters. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. He comes in on like a boat. This is what I remember. A boat or submarine helps her out, like the main the main chick, and then, then leaves. And then in May, we get, well, you know, the book we're talking about today, Only the Dead, and another of our favorites, The Devil You Know, with Chris Howdy. So that's a stacked reading list, Mike. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I thought Connor Sullivan would be doing something a little different, getting a debut author out there with his second. You know, we've talked a lot about this one-two punch for new authors, and I think nobody nailed it like Chris Howdy or Jack Carr. So really hoping in Connor Sullivan we can uh, have another one-two punch with Wolf Trap when it comes out. That, that's why I wanted to squeeze that one into the list here, because Sleeping Bear was really, really good. All right. I'm excited. All right. But today, that's a lot of banter, a lot of business, a lot of background. 
we are jumping into Only the Dead with a preview episode, considering just last week, and it was funny, we were talking to Tyler Boer, and we were both jazzed up about the Only the Dead cover reveal. We're like, it's got to be soon. They're hinting that it's soon. This teaser trailer had dropped, and so we were just pumped. We needed to see this cover, and then he texted me. I think it was the day after we finished recording. He's like, dude, what do you think of this? And he and I were going back and forth, so today we'll jump into the plot, the teaser trailer, and the cover of Only the Dead, a preview for Jack's next book in the James Reese series coming out in May, I want to say. I think that's a yeah. May release. May 2023. Yep. All right, let me ask you, what did you think of that teaser trailer? Yeah, no, I was saying this before we started recording, but most of these book trailers, you know, I, I don't really know who they're for, like why people need a book trailer. I, I understand like what Jack is going with in terms of hype. He's a, an influencer, has a very present on social media. It's marketing. But you can, but yeah, exactly. But you can go back and look at like all the Mitrap stuff and there's these crappy book trailers on YouTube, <laughs> like really crappy. I don't know who they get to read. They don't get George to read them. And, you know, but this one, on the other hand, was fucking badass, like really cool, tells us about, literally gives us pretty much the blurb, right? That's, um, we've also gotten, sets up the the story great. You get like a lot of these shots of, you know. People, you know, because there's this cabal of global elites. I, I want to get into the plot because I, I feel like I'm a little bit burdened down by this this plot line. So really, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because I don't know. Everyone's doing it, man. Everyone's doing this. the conspiracy stuff. I, I kind of like this idea of conspirators. It almost seems a little more Vince Flynn to me. Yeah, maybe it's because we, we just did. Yeah, we just did a couple of them. And I think we're going to get into to Brad's version of this soon so it's like it's it's coming full like, i feel like everyone has to like touch on this this plot line if, if they're going to do a political thriller and or you know this type of genre put their character in the mix but what i am intrigued about is seeing james reese like how, how he comes into play in this and i wanted to ask you is the world's most dangerous man live in solitary confinement that's 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 James, right? Dude, of course and major spoilers right throughout this episode because in the blood left us a huge cliffhanger. I might say one of the bigger cliffhangers in the series. So spoilers for the ending of In the Blood, if you haven't read that one yet. Yeah, dude, when James gets taken, when he gives the key to Katie, and then they come in and... and oh, right. Remember, I'm, like, I'm the like, FBI and everybody swarms his house and I'm blanking on, like, the In the Blood because we just did uh, Savage... We did True Believer and Savage Son. Oh, that's right. That's right. The solitary confinement... Uh, that was almost massive to me because that's that's what happens. He does indeed get taken. He doesn't fight them off, and they put him in solitary confinement. Like that right there is a huge uh, jump from what we knew at the end of In the Blood. That line in right, itself right. dropped in a trailer like this, or even in the blur, the extended blurb, like the dust jacket cover. That, dude, that's huge. That like, what is he gonna do? Is, does he get out of it? Is it a political? answer that gets him out of it or is it people and friends from the past springing him because that would be nasty can you imagine if rafe or even you remember marco from the terminalist that mexican right. uh, billionaire right. what, what does liz do like can you imagine if they spring him out of solitary confinement that'd be insane i think it's gonna be like a politician you know like someone who's on his side yeah figures out a way to get him out or or they need him 
to they need them yeah they need them you know i don't know Dude, no but- it, i i i'm excited but i'm also like i i guess i'm more skeptical of like let's see let's see what jack can do you let's know, see what he can let's do. See yeah. if he can if he can take this this common thread, this common backstory, and I want to see his take on it. I'm excited for that. Right, right. So if if you're a little on the fence, let me just read the description you get in this teaser trailer video, which is all over social media and Jack's website right now, and then we'll give the fuller blurb where they talk a little bit more about this cabal of global conspirators. But just listen to how awesome this is. The world is on the brink of war. A weakened United States facing rampant inflation and political division and shocking assassinations. A secret cabal of global elites ready to assume control. With the world's most dangerous man locked in solitary confinement, the conspirators believe their final obstacle to complete domination has been eliminated. They're wrong. Spring 2023. James Reese is back. Dude, it's like a Marvel movie right there. <laughs> you know, James Reese will return. I, I like that that gets me so hyped. And I didn't even realize the shocking assassinations. I forgot the reason they're locking him up is somebody framed him in the president's assassination. Right, 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 like, right, 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 right. Massive things have happened, but at the very end of In the Blood, and I'm glad to hear we're jumping right into the aftermath of that. Right. And so can we go right into the the extended blurb? Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep going. So in 1980, a freshman congressman was gunned down in Rhode Island, sending shockwaves through Washington that are still reverberating over four decades later. So is this the shocking assassinations or there is the president's assassination from the last book, the shocking assassination or multiple, or we have going to see other assassinations? Yeah, I don't know. And, and how does this thing from 1980 tie in? Was it something with Reese's right. father? You know? Right. Yeah. So from the firms of Wall Street to the corridors of power in Washington, D.C. and Moscow, secrets from the past have an uncanny ability to rise to the surface in the present. With the odds stacked against him, James Reese is on a mission, generations in the making. Hopefully we're going to get a culmination of all this key stuff, his father, his yep. watch. Like, like I'm, I'm really hoping yep. that we don't – if we don't get a full explanation on everything, yep. I'm going to be disappointed. Dude, right there, the, a mission generations in the making means something with really the key, father. something with Thomas Reese, and then combine that with in the blood having these flashbacks the or these voices, right, that James is hearing. Right. I think it's brilliant and really smart to lean into that. So I think you're right. I think we're going to actually see Thomas written on the page much more than just a memory that's being recanted by Reese. We're actually going to see and be in the past. Unfortunately for his enemies, the former SEAL is not concerned with the odds. Don't tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. (laughs) He is on a war path, and when James Reese picks up a tomahawk and a sniper rifle, no one is out of range. That's a badass line right there. Dude. No one is out of range. Don't tell me the odds. If they're not doing fan service right there with those last few sentences, that's fan candy right there. I don't know how else to put it. I think he said it in the last book, or, or like I'm, I'm pretty sure I meant to bring it up at the pod, but I forgot. But he said it to someone 
whether he said it to Rafe or um, one, like whoever was helping him when Rafe was kidnapped or like by by himself was like, I never want to know the odds. And you know, it wasn't like the exact same line that that uh, Harrison Ford says, but yeah, absolutely, it might have come up more than once. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for this book, man. Dude, it's gonna be so good, and and everything we're saying is coming off of in the blood. We talked about some of the connections there, but none of this hints at Alice. And so I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't think we see Alice again. You don't think Alice comes back? No, I don't think so. I mean, if she does, it's going to be like a one pager where he, you, you could kind of tell that he, he like liked the idea of Alice. But by the end of the book, and he even said it in his interview, she's just so powerful. It's, it's too much to use as a, you know, she's, she's too omnipotent to use, to be interesting in a book. I get that. It's what uh, being being OP, overpowered, you know, like uh, sure. as, like like Thanos. They they had a like they had to rewrite Thanos through the course of the MCU from how like strong he was in the, like the very beginning to the very end because they needed to show him having a little bit of weakness so that way he could rise up, get the stones and be even more powerful. So like if you if you have a character like like that who just can't be stopped or or this is especially prescient because did you see the one where like the recently this news article where they had to shut off an AI because like they the AI like was starting to think for you know like think for itself and do things and, and really? actually you know because so they're coming out with all these languages right the GPT three the Dali uh, which D- Dali I don't know if you if you guys know this but GPT three is the bot where you tell it to write me a mid trap novel in the style of you know. Tom Clancy. And so it has everything. So it'll go and search all read all the Mitch Rapp novels. I heard about read that. all the Tom Clancy novels. And then it, you know, you, you depending on what the parameters you give it or how how good your prompt is, it'll then kick out a really good thing. It, it someone even did it had it write the next Game of Thrones book and it was it was amazing. <laughs> Jeez. No, I I think I saw that in a headline that was like are essays a thing of the past? Like, how can you ever trust assigning students an essay in college or something or a paper to write with this bot? Yeah, because the way the bot does it is it gives you – every piece of text it gives you is original. So it, it's not like, you know – It's not plagiarism. You, you can't – you know, like those plagiarism tools, I'm sure you know as, right, as, a, exactly. as a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to take this article that you put in and then try to search it, you won't find it anywhere. Now, right now, it's it's still a little bit. Even if you tell it to write like someone, right? Um, it's not the text, not ready yet, but the idea. But it, I think it'll get there, and especially like you could say, "All right, I want you to read." You can input your articles, and like if you're if you're a journalist, you, you can say, "All right, this is how I write. Write something on the Ukraine war, you know, in my writing." And it, it, it learns, you know. So the, the like more, that's crazy. It's learning the things that we thought were the intangibles of that craft, like tone and theme and sentence structure and cadence. But now it's got an algorithm to master right. even those things. So there, there's this other interesting podcast. Um, who he, he goes into this quite a bit. Uh, it's called um, oh, no, Plain English. Derek Thompson is a guy, and uh, he said, "But what? What if? What about if?" I take that and then I, I, I use it as like my base, almost like my outline. And then like, mm-hmm. is that plagiarism? You know, like, right. Cause if you edit it down, it's your, you revise it. It's, it's your work. 
Right. It's exactly. an, it's assisted by this bot. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But but dude, it's very very tricky. So bring it back to Alice. No, yeah. Like I get the argument, but no, that conversation is important to me because I would love to see that level of thoughtfulness and analysis dealt with in a novel, in a thriller novel. So wait, like, what if Alice gets him out of solitary confinement? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't put Alice back in a box, right? And I agree that last novel, Jack asked a bunch of questions around Alice and posed a lot of thoughtful things and didn't end up going further in it. And he mentioned, you know, right. didn't want to be too sci-fi. And some people already thought he was too going down that path too much. I disagree. Once you put Alice in the universe, one, you don't close, you don't close that box. I think when he posed questions like, remember when it spied on Katie and James, re right. remember it, it was like, here is a video of Katie right now meeting with her friend in her living room or something. And Reese is like, stop it, shut it off. Don't want to know that. Kill it. So the ethics, I think he's willing to ask the questions. I would love to see this book further that discussion around the ethics of it all. And then you kind of reframe the ethics if indeed Alice can get him out of that or if indeed she can be the link that takes down the global conspirators. So I I would love to see that leaned into. I do agree with you. All the, the, the signaling I'm getting is that we're not going to go that route. But I do want to say I would be OK with it. Yeah. So actually, to to connect back to In the Blood, I listened to our In the Blood episodes. And in fact, I thought my limerick was kind of a, a nice way to to connect it because I mentioned a few things in my limerick that I think still need to be addressed in this book. So while I don't have a limerick for Only the Dead yet, obviously, listen to this from In the Blood. It will kind of get us back in the mindset of where we ended that book and what might still be coming. There once was an AI named Alice. Will she be friend or foe without malice? Helping Reese out. Is that what she's about? As they hunt Nizar Katan, who's so callous. In Aliyah, Reese had a good friend. Blown from the sky to a sad end. Hunting her killer makes a great thriller. But alas, it is he they'll apprehend. So they take Reese. We've got Alice. We don't know if she's friend or foe. Or, or has the potential to be friend or foe long term. And then also we've got that lady, the Israeli uh, Mossad agent who was blown from the sky. And Tyler mentioned he didn't like a cold open that had nothing to do with Reese. But he was OK with it when we got the backstory of their friendship and relationship. Do you right. feel the congressman in the 1980s is going to be something similar? We open with a scene that might be seem tangential or just totally unrelated in some way. But we really learn how integral whatever happened with this congressman in 1980 really impacts the mission Reese is on today. Would you be? Would you like that the same way he did it with Aaliyah last book? Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, I feel like Vince did this a lot, where the first chapter doesn't have Mitch Rap, but you're always going to see him. Chapter two or three. Chapter two or three, or or you know, if it's not in the prologue, then chapter one. So, you know, he's just he's learning. Uh, Jack is learning. This is his, will it be his sixth novel, right? So can't wait, man. couple months. Well, what if we wrap up here with something we the love cover, to do? Man. The cover. Judge a cover by the book. We don't have the book. So I think today, Chris, we just have to judge the cover. What was your reaction to seeing this? I think it's pretty sick. Honestly, all you need to do is get rid of the, get, get rid of the face. Hey, it's only like five eighths of a face, uh, a face. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. It's all right. But, 
the so we're gonna be on boats, you know. Dude, the yacht. We're be yeah. The, this giant yacht on this rough sea with the tomahawk and the what? What are those structures behind him? Like the, these mountains? Is that a mountain ridge? That almost looks like in Arizona. I was trying to figure out exactly. It looks like you know when Lake Mead. You saw all those pictures that went down in uh, right, right, in right, Nevada right. or even in Utah, like around Arches. There's a bunch of yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That dry sandstone, but that could also be like Middle Eastern, no? Somewhere along True. the Red Sea or one of the the desert regions. Yeah, I don't know. That boat is yeah, but nasty, I think he's though. gonna. I think he's gonna stay in America. I think it's gonna be very America focused. I think so too. Yeah, it says the Wall Street, the the cabal, the corridors of power right. in Washington, the firms of Wall Street. Moscow was mentioned too, so there's a Russia connection. He hasn't really done one since terminalist that was mainly focused in the united yeah. states so yeah dude that boat is pretty sweet and the winkler the winkler front and center front and center baby that's sick dude i think it's a great cover i i'm getting jaws vibes my first reaction i texted ty was jaws. we're gonna need a bigger cover <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> this 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 title screams jaws to me <laughs> only the dead only the dead what talk only the dead, or only the dead can't talk. Only the dead, uh, only the dead leave keys in gun cases inside of a Land Cruiser inside of a no a, storage a, a unit, gra- a wagoneer, a wa- grand wagoneer, right? right inside the wagoneer, inside the storage unit, which you had to have another special key for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a cool cover, man. I'd probably give it like a four, four and a half. Yeah, we don't know the story, so if the boat and obviously the yeah. If that has nothing to do with the story, then it's going to go down. It's going to go down because that's not okay. But the the story, the none of the covers. I mean, you have you have all of them here. All the covers have had something to do. I mean, most of them are just like a dude right. near a place. Well, so what I like about the boat and these rocky, sandy mountains in the back is if that's a really key scene, I'd love it. Yeah, the same way True really Believer cool. missed out on having the sailboat or the African jungle on the cover. So you would kind right. of be writing that wrong for me. If, if that with the, the yacht is a key scene that would really right. work for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And less face, I would say less face and body than the other. Well, maybe a little more face there, their eyes there, but a little less body than the other covers. So I, I'm, that makes up for it. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with the face without the body. I think it works here for some reason. Maybe it's the orange. I like how the orange around the face echoes the handle of the Winkler at the bottom. So something and about Jack's, the composition, uh, I'm okay with I'm that call, face. I'm, I'm calling the guy Jack. But uh, like this this is James. So uh, James's like shoulders almost also look like a mountain, you know? Yeah, right. Yes. Like an even taller one an than the ones in the foreground. One. Yes. Yeah, the composition I think is fantastic here. I might at this point, and not knowing the story, I Best might cover? say it's my favorite Jack Carr cover so far. I, again, I, I can't conclude that till I know the story, but compositional-wise, uh, it definitely is for me. In the Blood cover is pretty cool because that's like the sniper a key scene. It's right. a key scene, you right? Know? That yeah, I'll give you that. Savage Sun was cool too. Yeah. Again, they're all good. I haven't really called any of them great. I think this one is borderline great. Yeah, I would agree. It's probably the best one so far. And very curious what the B line will look like. You know, the A line, the the main cover of the hard cover 
is always the guy standing with some sort of dramatic background of a landscape or a cityscape. The B line has those like panels. It's almost torn up. And we've yeah. really liked those. And the Savage Sun one of walking through the forest of Siberia was pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I really want to see this one yeah. in the in the B line style. Can't wait, man. Only a couple months. Do good stuff. Good stuff. Let us know what you think of Only the Dead. Hit us up on social media. We'd love to get your takes on the cover, the teaser trailer, the blurb. Oh, dude. The engagement. Where is he going to pick right. up with the engagement? I know. <laughs> oh. Wow. Big stuff. Know. Big stuff. We shall see. You have to wait. You got to wait. All right. Next time when we we see you on the spot, which will be pretty shortly because we're going to record it right after this one, we're going to bring to you a little little side quest. And it's but it's it's related to Jack Carr and the last book we did, The Savage Sun. We're going to be talking about a, a short story that came out uh, recent. No, not, not recent. When, when did it come out? 19... In the 20s. So 100 20s? year anniversary at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most dangerous game. So we, we really liked, you know, one, I really liked how, I shouldn't speak for Mike, but how uh, Jack talked about this in the prologue, our author's notes at the beginning. And you could really see the inspiration for it. So Mike had read it, forced me to go back and read it. And we just, we, you know, it'll be a quick 15, 20 minute pod, uh, just talking about the most dangerous game. So yeah, look out for that. And then, uh, we'll be posting our January or our 2023 reading list through May. So be sure to dive into those books for our upcoming pods in January and February. And as always, we need to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry. Our special agents, Daryl, Kevin, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us at thrillerpod.com. Go check out that, go check out that beautiful new website. Or on Twitter and Instagram, at thrillerpodcast. And as always, I like this one. We'll keep it to the lads, mate. To the lads. To the lads. To the lads.